This is Shifting Our Schools, episode 33, Administrative Walkthroughs in a Tech-Rich Classroom. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to Shifting Our Schools. Thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying it as we get uh, Shifting Our Schools rolling again after our break from 2009. Uh, Getting things rolling here. We'd really appreciate and like to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, We can do that in multiple different ways. You know, wherever you're downloading this at, if you can go and leave a review for us on iTunes or the Google Play Store, if you're on Android like myself or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you happen to be listening from, we're trying to be everywhere. And if we're not somewhere where you're listening to podcasts, let us know and we'll try to get there. Also, remember that we would love to hear from you, and we our hope in the future is to be able to take a lot of your questions that you might have and want to hear us discuss here on a podcast uh, and use those to kind of help us uh, move the conversation forward. So you can do that. Remember over at uh, sospodcast.org slash questions. That's where we take all our questions, and we've set up a flip grid there for you. If you haven't used Flipgrid yet, it's so easy, such a great tool to use with kids, which is why we wanted to introduce it to you if you've not used it yet. Uh, so easy to do. And you can go over there and just leave us a comment or a question, or uh, if you want, just play with Flipgrid. Uh, but we might use your audio uh, in a podcast if you do. So just know that. But uh, again, uh, give us a shout out uh, anywhere you'd like, uh, sospodcast.org slash questions over at the podcast site. Also, remember that uh, our new book, Your Connected Classroom, is out. Uh, feel free to download that or buy that if you would. We'd really appreciate it. Getting five-star reviews already on Amazon. Uh, you can get that at sospodcast.org slash YCC for Your Connected Classroom. Uh, Kim, Christy, and I are so proud of that book, and it's been doing so well. Uh, and once again, if you want to purchase a large volume for your district or a school, uh, you can either hit us up on social media or email us at services at edurolearning.com. That's our company. And from there, we can uh, help you do a, a bulk purchase if you'd like. So this week, I am so excited that one of the things we started uh, earlier this year, the 2017-2018 school year, is... Uh, having YouTube live sessions. And Kim, Christy, and I have been taking turns running these YouTube live sessions, and they've been going great. If you want to subscribe to that and you'd rather do that, they're great to have playing in the background. Hopefully, you might be doing that with this podcast as well, but uh, they're great to have playing in the background if you're grading papers or you've got a, a spare moment. Uh, I know that's hard to come by, but if you do, uh, they're great to have playing in the background. And we've got so many of them that from time to time, we take them and I pull down the audio uh, for us to to turn into a podcast. So I think they're just great conversations that can be heard multiple times. And that's what we have for you today is this was a, a YouTube live session that I did with a good friend of mine, uh, Scott Beebe. And Scott, uh, as you'll soon hear, is the chief innovation officer at the Marysville School District. Uh, Marysville School District has had a contract with uh, our company, Edero Learning, for the last three years, where we've been taking all of their teachers through some training modules. And so uh, Scott has been uh, the, the, the innovation brain behind our work. Uh, it's been incredible to spend time over three years with over 400 teachers um, looking at the shifted practices that come with a one-to-one classroom. And we're seeing some great momentum in the school district. And we wanted to sit down with him to talk about 
the administrative side of things because the work we're doing with teachers, we're also doing with administrators. And so we wanted to sit down with Scott and just have a conversation about how does administrative walkthroughs change in a tech-rich classroom. And so what you're going to hear is just a conversation between Scott and I talking about how do we help administrators make that shift when all of a sudden we are faced with tech-rich classrooms. So that's it for me and on to the conversation. Uh, I'm Jeff Udick, and today I'm joined by my good friend and Chief Innovation Officer, just changed your title, uh, Scott Beebe here at Marysville School District. So I will have you just kind of give us a rundown of your position and kind of like the tech atmosphere here in Marysville. And where have you come, where have you come from and where are you headed? All right. Personally or professionally? Uh, <laughs> we'll start professionally. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Marysville School District's uh, just 30 miles-ish north of Seattle. We have uh, one-to-one grades three through 12, although just uh, one-to-one six through 12 are the kids take them home. Um, and it's sort of a misnomer at grades three through five because it's not one machine per kid. It was deployed that way, but they're in carts. and they yeah. get shot okay. We've been one-to-one now. This is going on our third year, I believe. Um, and we uh, have heavily invested in professional development around um, not really technology so much as learning. Cool. Yeah. And that's part of how we know each other is the, the Eduro is doing the professional development for a lot of your teachers up here. I just got done doing the training all day with them. Another good group of elementary teachers today. Um, Chromebooks, your Chromebooks throughout. Why the Chromebook? Why did you choose Chromebook? What do you like about it? What are some of the drawbacks? Uh, we really probably didn't have a choice if yeah. we wanted to go one-to-one. Um, Looked at iPads, just the cost of repair on them is so high that we just couldn't justify that. And uh, our school district's about, I think it's slightly north of 50% free reduced now. So yeah. families can't really afford it if their kids break a screen or something like that, yeah. particularly on an iPad. We looked at Windows environment. When I came, uh, most of our Windows environment was still XP and Windows 7, and that was summer of 2014. Right on the cusp of when Google really started pushing Chrome devices. So we jumped on board. We already had a, a Google domain set up and we're using it for email, but really not much else. And the ease of management, uh, ease of deployment, um, portability of the accounts is awesome. When a kid breaks one or needs to exchange it for warranty or something, we just swap it and give them a new one and log on. Yeah. Everything's good to go. Yeah. Uh, what I like too is that um, even. You know, as you've gone deeper into this, now you even have uh, in the libraries, they're not Chrome boxes. What Chrome are bases. Chrome yeah. bases. Those are beautiful, beautiful machines yeah. Yeah. for kids to use in the library as well around research and other things. Like yeah. It's just it's very, very cool to see. As you did this transition from an admin side in your role here as uh, chief innovation officer and your chief technology officer before that, um, kind of talk about like changing the culture. Like we talk a lot about changing the culture of a school district. When you, you know, when you decide to go one-to-one, there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, what are some of the ways, even starting at the board level, central admin level, uh, and down to the school level, that you have seen as just the idea of using tech to help change the culture from a leadership standpoint? Well, for us, we didn't have another um, sort of stimulus. That one, of the, one of the things we had going on in our district at the time is we had ancient infrastructure. So we just didn't have anything worth saving. And when we were talking at the executive level about um, 
the instructional changes that are going to need to happen to improve the outcomes for kids in Marysville. We were looking for a stimulus to have those conversations. And that was the, the tech initiative, for lack of a better word. But for us, it was never about a device or about the tech part of it. It was always about uh, if we put these devices in the hands of kids, we're giving them access to information. And then what? Yeah. You know, what are we going to do with it at that point? Cool. Cool. And so um, what are some of the trainings that maybe you've done with admin to help them kind of get on board? Uh, have you moved... I mean, at the admin level, have we moved everything into the Google platform as well? Or are you keeping things out? Or how, how's that just that, that transition gone with, with the admin team? We're almost all electronic now. It's okay. not all Google platform, although we were just reviewing school improvement plans today. Um, those are all done in a Google slide okay. document now, just a template that they yeah. have. Um, we use some other tools like Trello and those kinds of things to, to do planning and mm -hmm. uh, meeting management. But all of that's in the last three years. So there's some of the just sort of um, organizational things that we're doing now electronically that we weren't doing in the past. Have you noticed, like I know over the last couple of years, you've had, um, you know, some principals come and go um, and hire new, new positions. Do you find that you are interviewing differently because of where you are with tech, with, you know, just the idea of kids one-to-one? -one? Are you looking for the same thing in administrators? Are you expecting a different tech skill? I just wonder. It's no. a good question. No, because I'm of the opinion that you can teach the tech skill. That's mm. the easy part of it. It's the, do they have the knowledge of quality instruction and can they go into a classroom and quickly diagnose uh, look down, not up, and see what kinds of um, learning tasks are the kids engaged in. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of questions that we ask, but I don't think they're specific to the technology world. Cool. And that's a good segue because uh, the main part of this of, of this conversation today is to really talk about what do you look for as an administrator in the classroom, and that idea of you know you walk into the classroom and where this comes from is just my own time as a teacher. You know, I went on learning walks, we used to call them, with my admin. And I remember going into a classroom once, and uh, and the uh, vi vice principal I was with was like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. Every kid's on the device. And what I felt they were doing was, like, very low-level work. But he was very excited just because the devices were out. And so my whole idea around that was, you know, just because the device is out, is there actually learning happening? So as you go through walkthroughs or you talk to administrators, what are kind of the things – like you're, you talk about looking down, not looking up. What are things you want to hear from kids or what are things that you want to see in a classroom when you're going through walkthroughs or things maybe you've talked about other administrators when they go through your Well, you know this, but um, I was a principal for almost a decade um, in an elementary school. So my expertise isn't necessarily in the technology side of things, although yeah. I can hold my own there too. Yeah, it's, quite well. Yeah, you hold your own. more in that. Um, <laughs> In that observation and instructional growth with teachers, I was of the era in the principal role where that's what a principal is supposed to do. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time in classrooms with and without technology. That, that's what I tell principals is I, I don't want you to go in and look and say, hey, all the kids are on a computer. Yeah. Big, big deal. Yeah. I want you to look at the nature of the task that they're being asked to do and how the teacher is facilitating that learning. So um, are the conversations that teachers and students are having didactic? Is it teacher to student, student to teacher, and, you know, like that? Is the teacher posing questions that the kids are using the tools to, to answer, technology being one of the tools that they're right. available to answer those? 
Um, are the kids creating content or synthesizing content or um, what the right word is sort of sorting content and understanding it differently or are they just consuming it? Yeah. Um, I see a lot of use, uh, particularly in the early primary grades, which we're, we still need to do some work with. Um, it's a lot of sit the kid in front of the computer and they're playing a game and they're getting extra practice on things and, I think there's a role for that, but I think it's a diminished role. Yeah, a limited role. Yeah, it's a very yeah, limited role. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily, and principals have resisted that because a, a lot of us aren't really comfortable in mm-hmm. that world yet. Um, have resisted it and want to linger on the. Well, 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 tell me what the tech needs to do. Yeah, it's not about the tech at all. Yeah. Um, that's why in RPD, uh, we spend some time on essential questions and how do you ask a good question that isn't you know, easily answered yeah. or that provides some opportunity for kids to share in new ways or to seek resources that they ordinarily wouldn't have access to. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you talk to kids, like when you're going into a classroom and you're talking for kids, is there specific language that you're looking for? And I know I th- and I'm going to get this wrong. I believe you guys use the 5D framework. Yeah. Yeah. So you're using the 5D, which is the Danielson framework, uh, which is a lot of school districts here in the state of Washington have adopted um, as, as kind of a, a, a rubric. And I know one of the main pieces of that is the idea of student ownership. And so when you walk into a classroom, how much does like, do you talk to kids then? Is that part of what you do yep. is have conversations with kids and what kind of, what kind of responses are you looking for? I always ask kids um, not what you're doing, but what you're learning. Mm, cool. And, and if they can answer that question um, in a way that sort of relates to what the teacher typically has written on the board as a learning target or <laughs> yeah. as repeated a couple of times, but in kid language, then you know that they're engaged differently than if they're just sitting down at the computer and doing a task yeah. or doing a worksheet yeah i'm not i'm not not learning anything i'm doing this worksheet yeah yeah i think one of the questions i like to ask is like why are you learning this Mm -hmm. you know like what are you learning but also like why why do you think you're learning because a lot of i have found like in my walking classroom the kids are like i don't know (laughs) you know that's a real clear sign that whatever the outcome for that day as we make clear to the student or there's there's they're missing a connection somewhere well and that's part of every rubric i was um as a principal i was well-versed in the Danielson framework and yeah. I've used self ID both here and as a principal and setting purpose, um, which is part of both of those yeah. frameworks um, at the onset and during a lesson is exactly that. It's mm-hmm. not just telling kids what they're doing. It's why they're doing it because you need to be able to communicate that mm-hmm. too. What are some of the big changes, you know, you, now you're sitting here at the district level and thinking about, you know, we're three years into the rollout here at Marysville, um, what are like what are things you'd like to see in the classroom you know, as we move forward? I mean, I know we've done work on these central questions. We've been really heavy into the idea of just like you know project based or problem based learning. Um, so, like in your perfect classroom moving forward, a perfect school moving forward, what are some things you'd like to see? I, um, I'd like to see more integrated content we tend to think of things in isolation as as um, discrete subjects Mm. and there's a certain extent of that that's important but but i think of these larger problems that kids are um, investigating and providing solutions for as the context for learning so i tell a story and you've heard it probably 15 (laughs) times now but 
I tell a story of a fourth grade team that I worked with that was doing a, a unit on um, water and why is it important to us as human beings. Mm-hmm. So very open-ended question and it sort of narrowed down focus for this group of kids and they were all investigating various problems associated with water. And one of the groups was a group of four little boys um, that was working on uh, the, the restrooms in the school were dripping, the faucets were dripping. And so they had done some work around figuring out how much water every day we were losing as a result of these dripping faucets, which, you know, there's some pretty intense mathematics. Yeah, Yeah, for fourth grade. Yeah, and experimental design so that they could replicate it. And they had done all that with some support. But then um, because they're 10-year-olds, they're going to need help to solve these problems. Another group, uh, his grandmother's yard flooded all the time because there was a beaver pond across the road from his grandma. And and, um, he originally wanted to have the the county come out and remove the beaver pond. And then he found out you can't do that. Yeah. So he needed to to solicit some help uh, to solve that problem. Another group out by the portables in the school, there was an area that flooded all the time. Yeah. Uh, we actually called it Lake Harsh after the teacher <laughs> that Harsh that taught in that classroom right there. But um, for those of you not from Washington, it does rain a lot. Right right. <laughs> it does flood a lot of schools. Flood a lot. Yeah. And it, it was just a, a problem with the drain yeah. system. Yeah. And they were going to need help to solve that. So all of these kids needed to be able to write. Mm an argumentative or persuasive letter. Well, that's, that's straight out of the common core. Yeah. And I remember conversation in a lesson debrief with one of the fourth grade teachers around, he was really struggling with being able to teach that, that Mm -hmm. I don't know how, if I don't do my argumentative unit, I don't know how to teach argumentative writing. And so we sort of pulled back together and looked at it. Well, there's your context. These yeah. kids are actually interested in getting these problems solved. Yeah. And they're going to need to write letters to people, grown-ups. Yeah. And if they're not professionally written, if they don't spell out the argument properly, they're just going to get ignored. Yeah. Uh, all three of those groups, he went back, he taught them how to write a letter, a professional letter, and, and lay out their argument. All three of those groups got got the group they wrote to to come in then and solve the problem. Very cool. So, you know, facilities came in with a bunch of 50-cent washers and put yeah. them on the faucet so they stopped leaking. Yeah. The county came out and put in an overflow drain so that when the beaver dammed, <laughs> <laughs> it would go into the drain and throw over grandma's yard. And uh, facilities came out and fixed the drainage problem. So Lake Very Harsh cool. is now, uh, I think, I'm not at that school anymore, but like Harsh is now a little picnic area for kids. <laughs> it's usable. Yeah, usable. So, I mean, the thing I love about that is the idea of just like authentic problem solving. And, you know, we talk a lot about, I and mean, you've said here today, it's not about the tech, but the tech allows, I think, even for greater, I don't know how to say it, greater possibility, mm-hmm. more information. I don't know. It's engagement. I mean, for, for that group of kids, I remember that uh, the teacher was one that struggled a bit with research on the internet and you know, I have some skill around that. So the group came to me in my office, yeah. I was the principal of that school, came to me in my office and we did up a whole bunch of research on the um, public water 
district site trying to figure out how they charge for water. Yeah. And we discovered they don't charge coming in, they charge going out. Mm-hmm. So, so these kids had to, I mean, talk about reading for yeah. meaning and mm-hmm. reading real world nonfiction because you want a boring yeah. read, go on a public utility district and read their website. <laughs> but they had to because right. they had to find, find the information. That they and you have a reason to, right? Now Now you're authentic, you're in it. It's something that's almost a passion project at that point. So very cool. And I think that's, I mean, I think our hope is, is that we see more of that kind of stuff, you know, with tech, that idea of integration. I think we're kind of coming, I hope. We're kind of uh, coming out of that silo phase. Um, I think we got pushed into it a lot with just the testing era, and hopefully we're kind of coming out of that and seeing more of these integration across the gradles. I mean, at elementary, I think it, it is we see it first in elementary because it's a little bit easier when you do when you the teacher yeah. teach all of all of it. Yeah. All of it um, you know, they just get more people involved. I think the higher you go up. So. Yeah. Hopefully that's something we see. So, well, thank you for spending the time with us today. I really appreciate it. Um, we will have all the show notes for this in here as well. Uh, you can go download the weekly um, uh, PDF. If you haven't done that yet, it's over on the blog at edurolearning.com slash blog. You can find all of our stuff there. And uh, every week we're back with another uh, YouTube live around something to do with administration. I believe Chrissy's up next week. So you will see her right back here on Indira Learning. Thanks for joining us, um, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.